fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Big uh, debate tonight. This is uh, part two of the uh, night one of part two of the big debate. It's now we've now named the debates like they're Harry Potter movies. Like it's now part seven A. <laughs> it's going to have to be like that because there's three hundred and seventeen candidates. Uh, we'll get into that uh, coming up in just one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from cbdistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive, like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, you should. But where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust cbdistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to cbdistillery.com and enter relief for 20% off. Again, enter relief for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. cbdistillery.com. Pat and Stu again for Glenn, the Glenn Beck program. Uh, tonight is another uh, big debate night, which sadly means we have to watch it, Woo! so you don't have to. I will be live tweeting it at World of Stew. Wonderful. I know you will be uh, live oh, tweeting man. it as well at Pat Unleashed. All over it at Pat Unleashed. And when I say Twitter. live tweeting it, you've, you know, your Twitter account will be live <laughs> for people yes. to follow. Yes. Uh, mine will, I will be filling your feed with nonsensical observations about the debate because it's the only way I can get through it. And it does help me for the next day to remember what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but ma- mainly I'll be making fun of the candidates. That tends to be the way this goes. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is, of course, they're all terrible. That's, uh, that's a true statement. <laughs> they really are. Uh, so you have from the outside going in. Marianne Williamson, because mm, she's look, got, what, 0%? She's at 0 or 1. She hits 1 sometimes. Okay. Williamson is interesting mm. in that she's, the, she's kind she's of the, the crazy one. Candidate. Yeah, she's the one that said she was going to, uh, bat, she was going to politicize love <laughs> and take on Donald Trump uh, based on love. Okay. Uh, which I don't know if that means and... she's hitting on him. I don't know what that means exactly. But... She doesn't seem to be saying loving things about him. No. I mean, not even close. No. But she so... wanted, she's like she's like the Pat Benatar candidate. She's the love is a battlefield candidate. Right. Okay. Know? And she comes out yeah. and she's going to say, she's going to take it to the political battlefield battlefield with love. And the thing that you like about Marianne Williamson, and the reason why there's even Republicans. Is there something I like about her? Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, okay. You do. Mm-hmm. If you watch the debates, you do. Because she's nuts. So it's fun she to is watch nuts. her. If she's mm-hmm. like the entertainment of these things. There's a reason why some Republicans are even donating to her, because they want to get her in future debates. <laughs> like, there's actual movement of people donating $1 to her. That's funny. Um, which sounds like a good idea, and it's funny, until mm-hmm. you get signed up to every Democratic donor list. Yeah, then no. And then you're not going to like that idea. Mm-hmm. Plus, I will tell you, it's not going to help, because she really she's going to be able to get plenty of donors. Her issue is going to be whether she 
uh, can uh, get the polling to come through. Which she's not going to be able 2% to. 2% is going to be, so it's a tough road. She's going to have to be on Oprah every single day. Yes. <laughs> in order to, to get 2%. Then you got Tim Ryan. Nobody knows who he is or where he comes from. Nobody Ohio, cares. Yeah, Ohio congressman yeah. had a really bad first debate. <clears throat> so he is, I would say he's, if he makes it to the next one, I'll be surprised. Me too. Amy Klobuchar, might be time for her to leave, too, because she's getting no traction. She really isn't. I mean, she she should qualify for the next round of debates. She's, she can hit 2% here and there, but really not catching fire. She's she's in that one, she's in one of those mo- moments, Pat, where you're like, she she's enough of a candidate that has a, a chance, I think, to make noise mm-hmm. that you, there's a temptation to get desperate. Right. There's a temptation to throw out a crazy policy, a newsmaker, to go on, on the attack against someone to try to get a viral video. Uh, but she's probably better served doing what she's doing, honestly, and hoping for the Biden VP slot, which is legitimately realistic with her. So stay mm-hmm. back. You know, she's Midwest. That's where they need to win. Uh, I would think Kamala Harris has a better shot at that than she does. Um, she may have a better shot. Uh, but Kamala Harris also might win the nomination. Yeah, maybe. And I, you know, and and I can't imagine. I mean, look, we've seen this with George H. W. Bush and Ronald Reagan, where sometimes they do pick the big rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Is Joe Biden, after getting you know beat up by Kamala Harris in that first debate, can they patch it back up together for a VP slot situation? Possibly, but I, I don't know. I don't know that that's a mm-hmm. she's the lead candidate at this point. Klobuchar is like you know she's she's from the Midwest, female candidate, obviously. Uh, she has an excellent history when it comes to you know elections. I mean, she's she yeah. has her her record as far as winning is very strong. She's done very well in Minnesota, and this is of course the area where you know the Hillary thing kind of you know I mean she, Minnesota's right in that. I mean she, they lost Michigan, they lost Wisconsin, they lost uh, you know Pennsylvania, Ohio. Those are the states they need to win. Mm-hmm. She kind of fits that profile a little bit. She does seem to fall into that, but if she gets desperate and tries, like you know what. Uh, I think everybody gets a puppy that might make news for a week. It's not going to win her the election, and then she becomes a joke. She has to be make sure she doesn't cross that line. Mm-hmm. Um, we get into the inner kind of area now. The where, innards? Yeah, where you're in the middle of the stage or mm-hmm. getting close to it. Pete Buttigieg yeah. is Buttigieg. going to be right next to Bernie. That one's going to be – so that – I mean <clears> – <throat> Bernie and Buttigieg are both in the in a kind of similar situation in that they. I feel like Buttigieg the, is kind of cooled off now. Yeah, I think the 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 it's fizzled the, a little bit. The shine is sort of off him now, just like it came off Beto, and that guy he can't buy any attention. No, he's in this debate tonight too. Yeah, he is. Um, and he cannot. He he is in a he's in a lot of trouble. I yeah, mean, he he's is, done. I think he's done. He's become politically. the joke of the campaign. Yeah. And which, you know, if he can't figure out a way to turn this around at some level and at least get back to respectability. Did you see the thing he's where he's, he's walking through an airport and uh, I can't remember which airport it was, but some people are congratulating him. Did you did you see that video? <laughs> no. He's walking through the video and, and this woman screams, hey, Beto, congratulations. And he, he raises his hand and smiles and he's all happy that somebody recognized him. Congratulations on your zero percent. <laughs> and then you see his face go bump, just falls and... <laughs> He walks out the door, puts his arm down. Yeah, okay. I, I thought that was going to be something nice. And I, it turned out to be ugly. He should have suspected it yeah, at this he point. Uh, he should have. Yeah, no, it's not going well for Beto. Uh, so, Beto, it's a big night for Beto, right? He needs to figure out a it way is. to make some sort of noise and just yeah. not be an embarrassment. He can't get 
destroyed by someone else. Uh, he needs to make news. Buttigieg is in that weird position where, I mean, the fundraising has been fantastic. He has the most fun. He's basically leading the league in fundraising at this time. Um, but the polling is not is keeping amazing. up with it. That's yeah. amazing. It is amazing, isn't it? Last quarter, I think it was $25 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. he, $26 million and Yeah, $25 million and then Biden was at 24 or something. Yeah, Biden was a little bit behind with a little bit less time. But Joe Biden but, is behind yeah. Mayor Pete? Right. That's amazing. It is amazing. And so his fundraising is great. Yeah. Uh, his name recognition is still pretty low outside of these early states. You know, he, he has a chance to grow. The big issue with, with Mayor Pete, and I, I, you know, this is, can we get it? This is a little delicate. Can, it, can we have an adult conversation about something, Pat? I hope so. I, I, I hope so. I just don't know <laughs> if the American people can handle an adult conversation. Here's the thing with Mayor Pete. No black mm. people will vote for him. He is oh. continually getting 0% African-American vote. So we're going to finally and have the conversation on race? I Because I think... Uh, good, because we, we need to have a conversation on you, race. Pat. And, and in this country, <laughs> we just never have. No, we will not do it. Let's finally have a conversation on race. People just don't notice it. You know, and that's the big problem. <laughs> uh, they don't focus on it enough. It's interesting, though, because... The, the other Democratic candidates, you look at their uh, crosstabs, like the different categories as, as uh, you know, white, male, female, moderate, liberal, uh, black, white, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Most of the candidates are pretty consistent across the board there. You know, you see the Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden and Cory Booker. You know, maybe Cory Booker does a little bit better with African-Americans and, and uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren does a little bit better with Cher- the Cherokee tribe. But they all have <laughs> – they're all pretty much the same. Not Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete is pretty consistent across the board, and then a big fat zilch when it comes to African American voters. Really, how do you win a Democratic primary with a zero? Has that happened since the controversy in uh, South Bend over? It's, uh, it's interesting. It could be part of the that police situation. Do, 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 do the American people though really know much about that particular incident? I, I, I don't. Think I don't so. think so. Right. It's, you know, I think you go back to um, looking at, and I wonder if this is a part of it, and, and some analysts have uh, made this uh, case. If you go back and look at, let's say, the, uh, the gay marriage constitutional ban in California, what you found there is that uh, African Americans voted uh, at a higher percentage with the conservative side of that argument, the right. ban of gay marriage, yeah. than did whites. Um, it was one of those situations where... The black vote kind of led the charge on the ban of gay marriage in California. And you sign it. There's a giant, I think, split among the Democratic voters between this sort of white, woke, liberal voter mm-hmm. who uh, is the person who wants, you know, transgendered people in every bathroom, as opposed to the black Democratic voter who's much more conservative culturally. Yeah. Like it's, it's a different, there's yeah. a different profile there. And for whatever reason, it could be what you were talking about. There, is, there was the police incident uh, with Mayor Pete. Could be that they just don't know him, could, because you know South Carolina. You know, you're gonna—that's your third state, and it's really the first time the African American vote shows up in large numbers. It could be that, but it is interesting to see that that plays out because it's not playing out with other white candidates. It's ju- it's just Mayor Pete with the big fat zilch. He's wow. the one who stands out of this pack with african-american voters and if he does not bernie has a little bit of that going on and it hurt him against hillary last time uh but it is it's something that if he does not solve that he has zero chance to win this nomination he has to figure out a way right to get african-americans to vote for him 
So uh, next to Buddha Judge, as we mentioned, Bernie Sanders, uh, right, right in the middle. Years old. Yeah, uh, he mm-hmm. is uh, now. He has a curmudgeon socialist. A reported truce, a not mm-hmm. a, a, a non-aggression pact with the woman standing next to him in this debate, Elizabeth Warren. Really? Yes, uh, because they're both basically mm. socialists, right? Elizabeth likes to say that Absolutely. she's not, right. um, but they all have but the same policies, and they compete to see who mm-hmm. can be more liberal on the policies. Uh, Bernie is, I would give him points for at least admitting it. You know, yeah. I think that's better than yeah. the Elizabeth Warren approach, is. which is lying to the people and saying you're not a socialist. And then you have the exact same policies as the socialist. Yeah. It's just dishonest. Yes, it's it's I just a lie. Totally agree Flat with that. Flat out lie. Be, be honest about it. Yeah. Say say the truth. Yeah. Uh, and and why know, not? That's they're they're all doing that now. You know that when they're democratic socialists, they usually come out and just say, "I'm a democratic socialist." Yeah. And you're seeing this. You know, when you look at these uh, candidates, mm-hmm. what would these these sort of far left wing policies that they're going after? Because Medicare for all, right? Uh, if you say it in the the terms of Medicare for all who want it, right? You're not outlawing. Uh, private insurance you're just letting people choose a public option if they wish right right that's that, nonsense that to me of course is nonsense but generally and they speaking, tried that one already on us if right. you like your health care plan you can keep your health care plan <laughs> if we fall for that again oh uh, my gosh embarrassing especially from the same person joe biden right uh, who was pitching it last time but that policy generally speaking is relatively popular it's popular among democrats very popular among democrats and mm-hmm. at the voters as a whole say well i guess if i can just have an extra choice i want it now that's a terrible policy and obviously i disagree with it but that is moderately popular what's not popular is outlawing private insurance what's not popular is giving uh, universal health care to illegal immigrants mm-hmm. these things are vastly unpopular policies and everybody on stage is embracing them because they're all trying to race each other to the left. I think it was, uh, I think last time they, they actually asked the hand raise question, hey, who would give free uh, health care to illegal immigrants? All the candidates raised their hand. All of them. Yeah. So, and that's why, by the way, you'll notice they've outlawed the hand raising question now. Oh, they did? Yeah, they're not doing it anymore because they don't like, they don't like, they don't like to be put in these boxes of actually having to take an opinion because, you know, wow. if, if you have a long answer, you can always work your way out of it later. Uh-huh. If you raise your hand, it's a lot tougher. Uh-huh. Only Kamala Harris tries that. She'll raise her hand and then say the next day she doesn't believe in the policy. But but no one else is, is really ballsy enough to try that. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if that type of moment happens. Because if Warren and Sanders are on that that front of basically saying, look, no more private insurance, this is a policy that even Democrats don't don't approve of. So they're going to go so far left to win this nomination... Can they come back anywhere close to the middle to try to beat Donald Trump in a, in a general election? It's going to be really difficult. We're only 60% of the way through this list mm. of 317 candidates on stage tonight. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll sum up the, the, the last remaining 40% coming up in about a minute. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson, Ricky LeBlanc, admitted in Massachusetts only. Sokolov Law, LLC, Chestnut Hill, Mass., Paul J. Morgan, Winter Park, Florida. Greg Hoppy, New Jersey, Michael Bro Gonzalez, admitted Louisiana. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility.
Mesothelioma. If you know what mesothelioma is, you or someone you love has likely been affected by this devastating cancer. You may be entitled to compensation. Call Sokolov Law today, 1-800-513-1816. The only known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos exposure. Thousands of U.S. veterans and trade workers are at risk for the disease. Nearly $30 billion in court-ordered trust has been set aside to pay money to asbestos victims. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call now. You may be able to receive compensation without ever going to court or filing a lawsuit. Call for a free legal consultation at 1-800-513-1816. That's 1-800-513-1816. Round two of... uh of the debates tonight? Round 2A. Night, yeah, 2A, because <laughs> it's the first night of round two. And in debate 2A, they will all oppose 2A, the Second Amendment. That's a totally different <laughs> yeah, thing. But uh, yeah. yes, 2A, and then we'll have 2B, and then there will be a third round where it gets a lot harder to get into the debate. So this could very well be the last time you see so many of these smiling faces. There's also something really agonizing on the way, and that's a climate change uh, town hall. That's coming up on September fourth. Oh, they are doing that with huh? all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. won't that be great? Now, is that that's is that the next? That's not the next round of debates. It's before the next round okay. of debates. So they're not considering it a debate because everybody's on the same side of that. So <laughs> socialism. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So so far, we've talked to Marianne Williamson, Tim Ryan, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Then you got Bernie Sanders in the middle with Elizabeth Warren. And uh, just next to Elizabeth Warren will be Beto, which is kind of surprising. He still has enough juice to get next to Elizabeth Warren. And then the guy who's supposedly uh, so moderate, so mm. moderate that he he just went to porn movies with his mom when he was 18. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful story. Brings a tear to your eye. Mm. Uh, but John Hickenlooper. Yes. Now, Hickenlooper. Hickenlooper has been opposing socialism, though, yes. in the party, which I like. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the few that will actually say socialism isn't a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, that being said, he's, and it's not a coincidence, his campaign is completely falling apart. He's had all these uh, advisors leave. Uh, he is, uh, I mean, look, he has not polled well anyway. Well, he's not extreme enough. No, right? I just don't think there's a place for somebody like this. There's we, not. We all know that Joe Biden is there. And Joe Biden mm-hmm. is not a moderate in any way. He's a moderate if you go like back to 1989 and then Soviet Union. He's a moderate, right? right? Like, but he's not. He's not a moderate. He is a hardcore liberal. When, he's just an old school liberal that will at least acknowledge um, capitalism occasionally. Uh, you know, he's a union Democrat, but that's a far left figure. Well, we we forget that he was the most liberal senator <laughs> in the Senate. Uh, when he became vice president for, for Barack Obama. And now the question is, can he hold the nomination because he's too moderate? I, yeah. that, that's, that's how far the left has gone in such a short time. It's amazing. incredible. Really amazing. Uh, but Hickenlooper is, is, is at least positioning himself in that uh, wing. He's not actually a moderate either. Um, I mean, look at his, uh, his Second Amendment uh, yeah. history. I mean, he is a problem. Though, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he is a... He's as close as you're going to get to a moderate Democrat in the field, with the exception of the guy standing next to him, John Delaney, perhaps, who's a you know kind of a businessman. It's funny this whole side of 
of the debate stage, which is John Hickenlooper next to him, John Delaney next to him, Steve Bullock are arguably th- the three most moderate candidates in the entire field. Mm-hmm. They're all standing kind of far to the right and how all are at zero percent. <laughs> so I don't know what exactly that says about the Democratic field, but you can't win the Democratic nomination at this point saying things like, you know, socialism is bad. You know, I John, guess not. John Delaney said, hey, you know, uh, Medicare for all is just bad policy. It doesn't work. It's 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 gonna it's not we're gonna lose the election if we try to embrace that, and he's booed. He says socialism is right. bad. He's booed. Yeah, in this field. Yeah, Bullock, he's also a guy who's funding his own campaign. Yeah, so which he's I kind of respect and a little bit more potential than some of these other people. You know, like a John Hickenlooper who has no chance and no money. Yeah. He at least has money. Yeah, uh, which does at least you know he's hired decent advisors. He has a ground game in Iowa. He's uh, he's Iowa or bust, 100%. I mean, mm-hmm. Delaney's been in the field for a long time. He was the first candidate that announced. He's been to every county in Iowa. He's done that sort of thing. It has not worked, but he does usually show up at Iowa polls. When you're a low-profile governor of Montana, how do you even think, hey, I got a shot at this. I'm going to I'm gonna run for president. <laughs> I got a real shot. Well, his argument is no. I want a Trump state, right? Yeah. I mean, and, I guess. Uh, you know, this is... He got yeah. in very late. This is his first time. He was not on the stage last time, so he's one of the things. You know, he's the only new face out of this field. So in some ways, you could find that to be interesting if you're a real nerd. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you you know Montana. Uh, you're from Montana. Mm-hmm. Does Steve Bullock going to be dynamic enough to, to win this <laughs> I nomination? Don't, no. I don't think you so. Just said, you're just going to no. frank just, just say no with no qualifiers? No. Way wow. out on that limb. Wow. Now, it break, might break from right out from under me, but I'm willing to get out there. Did you know, on average, it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security alarm? That's almost an hour. But it's not because the police are lazy or anything like that. It's because when a home security system is triggered, most of the time, it's a false alarm. And the call goes to the bottom of the 911 list. But not if you have Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe can visually confirm that a break in is happening and they let the police know. Only with Simply Safe. They protect every door, window, and room. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. And the around the clock monitoring starts at $15 a month. Simply Safe. They've got a huge deal going on right now. If you just go to simplysafe.com slash Glenn and get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a hundred value. You'll have eyes on your home 24-7. Get your free HD security camera now at simplysafe.com slash Glenn today. That's simplysafe.com slash Glenn. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Pat, I want to tell you the story of Carissa Pinkston. Oh, I've been waiting to hear Carissa's mm-hmm. story for I some time now. Yeah, I think you'll okay. enjoy Okay, so Carissa's a model, okay? Mm-hmm. She's a, a 20-year-old model. And she's done something in this society you cannot do. She has, she's done, a, she's, she's participated in a banned activity, which is she has discussed her opinion on transgendered issues. Oh, she no. has decided. Unless it's, she thinks, like five-year-olds should decide to change their gender, then <laughs> yeah. she should be in prison. Well, that would be okay, but right? that you can't say it's an opinion. It's only a fact. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, if you, if right. you say it's your opinion, then you're actually on the wrong side of it, even if your opinion aligns with others. 
Okay. It's, this is just science. Right. So science is that right, five-year-olds right. should be changing their gender you know, a couple times a week. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. science. Okay. We had a story, by the way. Um, maybe we should touch on that later. Uh, about parents who allowed their kids at five uh, to switch genders. So they had one boy who switched to a girl and a girl who switched to a boy. And now they're 11 and 7. And so... Uh, it's going to be... Yeah, it's scientific. I will say like there's going to be some interesting episodes of like Dateline in 20 years. That's for sure. When these kids are like, what the hell, mom? Yeah, I, I was also five. Told you I, I didn't know. Fly. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I was... I, you know, I I, yeah. I wanted to jump off the roof with a cape on, yeah. assuming I could funny, fly, and it won't be funny. It'll be really tragic. It really will be. I mean, at least for some, you know, some it may be fine for some. I mean, we know that um, the me- medical studies, they've done a lot of research into this, obviously, and they found that people who express in their teenage years uh, an urge to change genders and are unable to do so, mm-hmm. um, we, we know that a, uh, about 86% of them... Uh, wind up later in life being fine with a gender they have. So there is a percentage. Even in, in their teen years. Yeah. So, so, so wow. if they say, you know what, I want to be a, if they're a boy and they say, you know what, I want to be a girl. And for whatever reason, they're not able to make that transition when they're a child. Like there's a sane parent around. Mm-hmm. Uh, then later in life. They're usually okay with it. They're almost exclusively okay with, with the gender and they're comfortable in their bodies. Now, a, which, this is a fascinating part of this is that a large percentage of them, uh, a disproportionate percentage of them, uh, wind up being either gay or lesbian. Which, like, mm. it, so when you're having these surgeries early, you're mm-hmm. legitimately giving surgery to turn L's and G's into T's, right? Like, yeah. the, the people who yes. start off who would wind up being lesbian and gay, you're turning them into transgenders earlier than they can even make the decision so they wind up later in life saying you know i'm glad i stayed where i was and there's an overwhelming majority of these people that wind up in that you know package it's just the way that it you know it turns out Mm -hmm. that is science at least at this point in our understanding of it um however that does not get away that does not none of this excuses carissa uh (laughs) carissa pinkson and her actions okay oh no she came out and she apparently wrote a comment on social media in which he said, P- being transgender does not make you a woman. It makes you simply transgender. Now, why the, the hate? hate? Right, why the hate, right? Why? That is deep hatred. Oh. Now, she's not, of course, saying... <laughs> That's that, like genocidal hatred right there. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's a quote from Mein Kampf, if I remember right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's right. Like she took it directly from Adolf Hitler. Yes, that's my my yeah, impression. Me, me too. Now she wrote that on Facebook. Uh, she also went on social media and said, "I uh, after she got a little bit of back backlash." And she's a 20 year old model. Mm-hmm. She got a little bit of backlash on this comment. So she said, "I really do want to take back my trans comment because if they can say that they're a woman, I can reclaim my virginity." How <laughs> 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 that? Now, probably that's okay. You probably can reclaim your virginity in our society by just saying it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know what the well, rules are. Well, that's how you it. identify. If you identify as a virgin, <laughs> virgin you're a virgin. 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 Yeah, probably true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, she went on again and said, uh, it's science. <laughs> now, this is, now she's crossed the hate line <laughs> in a dramatic fashion. Again, by the way. She's already crossed that line, mm-hmm. and now she's doing it again. Okay. So, 20-year-old model. 
Mm-hmm. Saying all these things, saying, uh, you know, a man and a man is a man and a woman is a woman is science. I mean, this is terrible. Right? Mm-hmm. So what happens, obviously, to her? She gets fired. Oof. Of course. Because she gets fired from her modeling uh, job. She goes on to Instagram and is crying, is very upset about what happened to her. Um, and she says, you know, she's crying and like sobbing. And, and I think she had some technical problems. So no one knew exactly what she was saying. So the next day she comes out and she makes a statement. And this is where we get all like M. Night Shyamalan twist on the, sto- on the story. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. She says, quote, <laughs> I wasn't ready to come out about it yet, but today I got fired, and I've been receiving hate mail and death threats ever since, so I'm forced to tell the truth. I am transgender. (laughs) What? (laughs) I transitioned at a very young age, and I've lived my life as a female ever since. It's been very hard to keep the secret, but what I said about trans women is a direct reflection of my inner insecurities... And I have uh, since come to realize that I am a woman. We all are. We so, all are. We're all women. Well, I think everybody I, I, on this planet is a woman. I, I think How do maybe? we procreate? I I That's strange. Are you saying? Well, I'm, no, I'm oh not saying my that. God. No. Pat Gray just I, said that <laughs> men cannot have children. Men cannot be pregnant. He, you heard it out of his mouth. I want I want him fi- get a letter writing campaign started right now because you just let it slip that you believe men can't be pregnant. I want that noted um, on the record today. So yeah. here's this 20 year old model comes out and makes what are called is she transphobic, actually, uh, or is she just trying desperately now to get? Well, out she of makes this. these transphobic sort of comments, gets fired, and then comes out as trans. Yeah. The next day, she comes out again with this comment. I apologize for my transphobic remark uh, and every remark I've ever made towards the trans community. I panicked and thought if I came out as trans, <laughs> if I came out as trans, I could somehow make things better. Oh, no. So she's not <laughs> she's trans? Not trans. <laughs> she faked coming out as trans <laughs> to try to get out of getting fired for being transphobic. Because uh, you could, you know, uh, check that. <laughs> I don't. You probably could. I think. Well, you know, I Uh, I don't know how that works anymore. Well, you get a woman or a Mm -hmm. person who identifies as a woman Mm -hmm. to check her womanhood. And and you know what? No, go on. Tell me how does (laughs) that? Because you you don't know how she identifies if you just check downstairs. (laughs) Again, you're revealing yourself as such a hater. The only way you're going to get out of this. I'm just trying to help her. The only way. Okay. (laughs) Stu. Yes. I'm a trans individual. (laughs) You are. Trans. Yes. Yeah, I I transitioned. When you were Um, young? When I was 12. I was 12 years old. Because I've known you for a very long time. Yeah. And I've always known you as a. As a man. As a man. I was born a woman. So you are. Are we all men? We're all men. Okay, good. All of us. (laughs) She's like. Okay, I'm not. I just. But I thought it might save me. I'm not. I'm not a trans person. Okay. I didn't transition at twelve. Okay. But I thought maybe it would save me, it just because okay. I got myself into trouble, <laughs> according to you, and I wanted to get out of it. 
And so I said I was trans, but I made that up. You're okay. I know that surprises you, and you're disappointed now. But that's, this is like that's the reality. It's like uh, I see dead people. Actually, no, he's right there. He's real. He's alive. Like that is it's the twist so here. Weird. It's so weird. So this is what wow. she said. This is her full comment. She says, "I apologize for any transphobic remark I've made towards the trans community. I panicked mm-hmm. and thought if I came out as trans, yeah. I could somehow make things better for myself. But it appears, wow, she does. I've only made things worse. Yeah, huh. you think? You think?" Um, I'm truly sorry. I'm only 20 and I'm human. Uh, I made mistakes, but I refuse to let them define me. I hope you all can forgive me and move on be- from this because I'm so much more than this incident and I'm not a coward. Unfortunately, like we live in a society where they will not forgive her for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? When you are 20 and she's obviously not necessarily the best decision maker, perhaps, uh, in, in America. Uh <laughs> You know, you should. She shouldn't be defined by this moment, right? Like this shouldn't be. No, we, right. We, we, we do this constantly. And she shouldn't be fired for saying what she said. So what? She's twenty. She's Again. twenty. And first of all, her comments were not that bad. Right. Right. It was. It was right. an opinion held by the majority of the United States. Absolutely. Okay? Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna be firing a lot of people if you're firing people for comments like that. Mm-hmm. The vast majority. I mean, I don't, we should. I, I haven't seen the polls on that specific quote that she said, but generally speaking. Uh, you're going to find that uh, people, while accepting of, of of those who believe they need to go through a transgendered operation or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to find people who say, well, look, that is a person who is a male that has gone through a surgery. That is that is what's what's happened. They are now identifying that way, and you know, we'll do what we can to, to help make them feel good and support them or whatever. We're not going to be mean to someone who does this, of course. Right. However, most people understand that, you know, look, there is a... There is a, a situation that goes on when you're born. You have certain parts. You have certain uh, DNA. You have uh, chromosomes. Mm-hmm. They kind of tell the story. Okay? Yeah. They kind of tell the story. And so that is kind of what people understand. So she didn't even say anything bad. She gets fired. She she comes out as trans, which is probably not the best way to handle it. Uh, and now <laughs> she's saying, okay, I'm sorry. I screwed up. Like, we shouldn't hold people and have them be defined by their worst moment when they're 20 years old yeah right and like that is yes. a very constant thing that we do these days you've seen this you know i'm you know, over and over again it was one of the recent nfl drafts they had this where one of the it was one of the quarterbacks I can't remember who it was uh had comments from social media back josh when, allen i think okay well yeah when they're like Buffalo Bills. 15 or 16 years old when yeah. they said stuff they shouldn't have said they did that with a couple of guys yeah and like you try to out if, oh well we're digging this up and we're gonna say here's the here's the thing that you said yeah. And it's like, well, you can't – that's not the right thing, especially at that right. age. I mean, not even an right. adult. At least this model here is 20 years old. But, I mean, when you're 15, 16 years old, like, basically you have immunity for doing dumb things. Mm-hmm. That is – you know, with the exception of, like, massive harm, like, I ran over a bunch of kindergartners. You don't get immunity from that. But when you're just saying something dumb, you just get immunity from it. That's what it should be. Mm-hmm. We should all say anything that you did in, the, in that era. It's just – you just excuse it because you're learning the ropes. You're understanding the world. It takes time. Which is a more interesting story. If she would have really been trans and made the transition at a very early age, oh. or is it more interesting that she claimed to be trans <laughs> and then isn't? I'm not sure which is the more fascinating story there. At some point, we're going to get a story of one of like a... You know, someone transitions at five years old. Yeah. They turn into an adult, are pissed off about it. They become essentially what is now known as transphobic. And they will be attacked and mm-hmm. we will find out that they're actually trans. And it'll, it's going to be a hell of a news cycle. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a no really interesting it. one. I find that to be fascinating, Jeez. though, because 
I, I don't know. I mean, mm. I think like that's really probably the only way she could have gotten Saved out it. of it, right? Yeah. Like, if she if actually she really would have been trans, that w- that would have I think smoothed it over eventually. And if you yell at someone, if you attack someone and get a trans person fired, are you not the one transphobic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These are all new rules, Pat. Triple eight. Uh, 727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. U.S. women's soccer team, just for your information, did get paid more than the men. (laughs) Wait. So the we US... went through like two weeks of news cycles saying it didn't happen. Now <laughs> yeah. it did happen. Yeah, now it did happen. Okay. Uh, U.S. soccer caved, and uh, they did pay them. They did pay them more. Oh, okay. Well, that's so they. So they basically mm-hmm. just caved to the pressure and gave them a bunch of cash. Yes. Now, the thing is, is it fair? Should they get equal pay? Here's the thing: the women for the last ten years brought bring in an average of four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars per game. Okay, so every yeah. soccer match mm-hmm. brings in about four hundred twenty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. The men bring in an average of nine hundred seventy-two million. I mean, thousand nine hundred seventy-two thousand dollars. So more than per double. Game. More than double. Yeah. So. so should they have been paid more than the men? No. If you consider <laughs> prestige and what the U.S. No. got out of the World Cup, I don't know. No, it's a, it's a, no, it's, it's a numbers right. game. It's, it's a revenue no. game. Um, it is. I, I, that's a that's fascinating. I, I find it really interesting when they say equal pay for equal work. Well, equal work would be playing the men's teams, it, right? right? Playing a team right. that is inferior, which is by the way, which every one of these teams is. Yeah. And I know that's hard to hear. Well, the U.S. women's soccer team was beaten by a 14 year old team here in Dallas mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. 14 year old. 14 year old kids look and that's uh, beat the women's soccer team that doesn't mean you delete all women's sports no uh, it's not, not it's not that argument but it, it is it's just a different deal it's a different you're deal. comparing apples to oranges you can't do that and so it's not equal work right like right. It, going by a, some women's basketball player is not the same as going by draymond green it's not the same thing right you know posting up uh yes. you know against a, a, a six foot six a center in the WNBA is not the same about posting up a seven-two person in the in, in the NBA. It's yeah, not seven the same. Two, three fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a little different. equal work. Right. It's not. Yeah. Getting tackled in the lingerie football league not the same. <laughs> Are you sure about that one? Because I think that one might be about the same. It's about the same. Because yeah, I, I mean, some I've seen some of the women in the lingerie football league, and they do look like linebackers. That's just uh, oh, that's, uh By the way, I want to take that back, and I am trans. I'm going to come out right now as trans. I and am trans. You are in the. I transition to the young lingerie age, football and team. I am on the lingerie right. football yeah. league. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> just so you know the background. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, Trump, of course, being called a racist now uh, for m- many things, what he said about uh, Baltimore the other day, and now what he has said about Elijah Cummings. Now, Elijah Cummings can say whatever he wants about Donald Trump, but if anything comes back to Elijah Cummings, why then that's racism. We'll get into that and much more coming up in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? 
Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from cbdistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive. Like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, you should. But where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust cbdistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to cbdistillery.com and enter relief for 20% off. Again, enter relief for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. cbdistillery.com. amazing uh the last couple of days to uh listen to the uh, firestorm over baltimore maryland and whether or not it's rat infested which it is whether or not it's crime infested which, which it, it definitely is, <laughs> is whether or not it's run down in some parts of the city which it absolutely is Glenn and I lived in Baltimore for about two years, and it was having some problems then. They had just finished the Inner Harbor shortly before we got there. And I, I can't remember if they spent $1 or $2 billion on the Inner Harbor, but um, they were trying really hard to redevelop and, and make Baltimore a nice place. But there has, was, it is nice in some areas. And in I mean, some areas, it really is nice. I mean, Camden Yards is you know, still legendary. Yeah, you know, Camden Yards as, is great. Yeah. They've they've done some great things for their sports teams. There are some nice. Obviously, there's rich areas of Baltimore, just like there is rich areas of every other major city in this country. And that's been one of the tricks they've been doing. Yeah, uh, they'll like, talk about all the rich oh, areas. Oh, well, why Donald Trump doesn't know that there's this nice suburb that's right. part of the district? Well, I think you can <laughs> probably guess that what he was you talking could. about uh, was not that particular part of the city, you right. know, and given, and Stelter did this, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday. He comes out, and he's like, you know, look, I, he doesn't even know. I'm from Maryland, and look at this. You, you can't even, he doesn't even know that these parts are also parts of the districts, and he shows some of the nice areas. Of course then, there's going to be nice parts. Not right. And so what you would say is, well, perhaps he watched a video, right, mm-hmm. where he was shown the bad parts of Baltimore, and that's what he was referring to. Yeah. Now, you can excuse Brian Selter for not knowing that, except for the fact that immediately afterwards, he shows the exact video that Trump saw, which was highlighting the inner city and the bad parts. Wow. So he absolutely knew what Trump was referring to, but he, like, there's this effort by the media to pretend yeah. as if they don't know what he means right. so that therefore they can score a couple of extra points against him and it's just it's mind numbing to listen to him. It sounds like Baltimore is a mixture of Disney World with Universal Studios. Right. That that's how wonderful Baltimore is. Plus sandals. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And it plus you it, know a, a beautiful like the Bellagio. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's partly like the Bellagio <laughs> with the fountains. And it's going to surprise people when they go to Baltimore and they find that there's no Bellagio there. Uh, And uh, there's not too many Disney World type rides. Um, And in some places, it's really not a lot of fun. And some of the residents have actually gone out through their neighborhood recording what's going on in their neighborhood and showing you the blight 
in Baltimore, where row houses have been abandoned and falling apart for decades. And they're still there. They're, trees have grown inside the building that are taller than the building. <laughs> this isn't right. something that happened yesterday. It's no. been going on in Baltimore for a long time. And it's, it's long you know, time. Uh, there are a lot of Democrat-run cities where you can mm-hmm. find these areas. All of them. Almost I'm, all of them. I mean, remember when we were doing Pat and Stew here on The Blaze, mm-hmm. um, we attempted to buy a home in Detroit for $3. Right, that's right. <laughs> they had a home where you could actually, uh-huh. it was, I was on sale for like 3 bucks. <laughs> and we attempted to buy it, though we realized afterwards that the taxes would be so high that maybe the, our budget wouldn't allow for it. Yeah. In fact, the, our yeah. budget didn't actually allow for $3 either, but uh, it, it did allow for uh, us to pay out of our own pocket the $3. Wasn't willing to, to jump on the $10,000 a year taxes to own a home no. uh, in, a mail, in the middle of nowhere in Detroit. But, I mean, that, that's what they talk about. They're talking about raising entire areas. Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Knock it all down. Yeah. Make it a field. Uh-huh. That's a better outcome than what we have. And and it would be. And it would be, uh, except for God only knows what environmental things would be released when you knock those buildings down. True. And there's all sorts of issues, which is why they just leave these things up. Yeah. You know, And that's what's happened in Baltimore. There are large areas. The mayor of the city is walking around. They had the video from 2018. She's like, we should just knock all this stuff down. It also happens to be the... Uh, the city, the large city, with the highest homicide rate in the nation. Uh, you can't argue just with number that. one, though. And it's just number two overall, even with small cities. Right. I think it's second only to the mean streets of Helena. I don't um, think Helena has that sort of think so? No, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, uh, but it is higher than Guatemala and Honduras. The murder um, rate the murder in Baltimore? Rate. Yeah. yeah, it's like 56 per 100,000. Yeah. That's incredibly high. And listen to Democrats when they talk to you about Guatemala in Honduras, and they will tell you that yeah. it's so bad, people have to be allowed asylum coming across our border. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. People going over, uh, across the border of Baltimore to Washington, D.C. for asylum? Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming to Silver Spring, Maryland for asylum. Yeah, maybe that's what we should we should open up that uh, that policy, because that is Jeez. what, remember, this is what their argument is on the border. Well, you have to let these people in. They're, being, they're victims of gang violence in places mm-hmm. like Honduras, and they have to be allowed in. Well, the murder rate is worse in this city you're defending than it is in those areas. Amazing. Amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, it's not like Donald Trump is the first politician to have noticed that something's amiss in Baltimore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's happened before. Yeah. There was a politician back in 2015, I Mm, think. Yeah. uh, I think his name is Barrick. uh, Barrick Barrick, um, Obama. Obama? Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Barack Obama, he was describing the woes of Baltimore as well. Here's what he said. And without making any excuses for criminal activities that take place in this community, what we also know is that if you have impoverished communities that have been stripped away of opportunity, Mm -hmm. where children are born uh, into abject poverty, poverty, they've got parents often because of substance abuse problems or incarceration or lack of education themselves can't uh, do right by their kids. If it's more likely that those kids end up in jail or dead than that they go to college. In communities where there are no fathers uh, who uh, can provide guidance to young men. How dare you? Oh, wow. Communities that, where there's no investment. And manufacturing has been stripped away. And drugs have flooded the community. And the drug 
industry ends up being the primary employer for a whole lot of folks. In those environments, if we think that we're just going to send uh, the police to do the dirty work of containing the problems that arise there Probably. without, as a nation and as a society, saying what can we do to change those communities, to help lift up those communities and, and mm -hmm. give those kids mm -hmm. opportunity, then we're not going to solve this problem. And we'll go mm -hmm. through the same cycles of periodic uh, conflicts between the police and communities and the occasional uh, riots in the streets, and everybody will uh, feign concern until it goes away, and then we go about our business as usual. Wow. Uh, Bernie Sanders also toured it during the last campaign mm -hmm. in 2016, and when he came out, he did his press conference about how Baltimore isn't like an American city. It's like he was touring a third world nation. Is that not racist to say? How dare you say that about Baltimore, that beautiful, wonderful, utopian city. And when you when you add up the profile of the racism of Bernie Sanders, first of all, you have this comment, which is just clear, blatant racism. In fact, yeah. if you're a journalist, you can't say anything else. You must say that he was a racist, and you know he was a racist because obviously he said these words, and that means anyone who says that is a racist. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, here's a guy who has chosen to live in Vermont his whole life, one of the whitest states uh, in America, and has over and over again told us he wants our country to be like Sweden, another the, white place. Norway, yep. mm -hmm. white Denmark, white white countries. This man is blatantly a racist. <laughs> Which, by the way, you, uh, I think, are allowed to say about public figures now. I know back in 2009, it was, it was a giant, uh, horrible thing that Glenn Beck did when he said the president might be racist. Uh, that was terrible. Right. But now, mm -hmm. it's completely okay. Now it's almost encouraged to call the president a racist. Not even almost. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, listen, you know, we talked about the Brian Stelter clip earlier. He says, first of all, absolutely racist. But, I mean, his job is to judge other journalists, right, and media companies on how they're covering it. And he was mm -hmm. beating up on companies that just say, well, his racially tinged comments. That's not enough. You have to say they are racist. He is a racist. Unbelievable. This, by the way, on that front, uh, from back from 2009, Jonathan Capehart, do you know him? I guess he's a you know, commentator who was on MSNBC in 2009 talking about Glenn. Said, how is it possible that this guy can sit on national television and call the president of the United States a racist? Glenn Beck and people like that need to stop this because, you know, throwing the R word, the racist word, and some of these words are conversation stoppers. We're never going to get past the point where the Glenn Becks of the world uh, who will just hurl that out at people. And I know there are <laughs> blacks who do it and whites who do it, but when it's done... People, they, they go to their battle stations, they harden their positions, and they don't want to talk. So you should never do that. Uh, August 9th, 2018, Jonathan Capehart. Call him, yes, Donald Trump, you are a racist. <laughs> wow. There have been so wow. many instances of Trump's racism mm. that I don't have time to look for them all. <laughs> it's like the, there is there's not an ounce Jeez. of credibility from None. from these uh, people in the media and, and what they always turn to is 
he actually said the president wasn't born here. Uh, what race is a person who's born somewhere else? Yeah. I, I don't understand how that's automatically racist. That's nonsense. Just because if you were a birther, first of all, we, we hated that particular argument because uh, it was used to negate every other argument we had against the Barack Obama. And so it, it was just not helpful. But it didn't make you a racist if you believed that the president, uh, his birth certificate was whatever, not legitimate in Hawaii or whatever. Right. That doesn't make you a racist. It's just, it's, uh, neither does. No, I mean, it, 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 I, you know, it makes you wrong on that particular story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've talked about that a million times. Um, but when you go back and you look at the polling of that era, you find a, a, a healthy chunk of Democrats who believed that Barack Obama was not born in the United States. And why was that? Because the, they were a racist. And, and because the Hillary campaign was perpetuating the same thing, that he maybe wasn't born here. I mean, didn't we get that from her in the first place? Yeah. Uh, I think that's where it all originated was with Hillary. She denies that. But uh, it came from someone in the well, campaign. No, I mean, it does. It, there's, not, there's not a question. I mean, there, were, there was a uh, – definitely that was the foundation of it. It was a memo from the Hillary campaign where they were trying to strategize ways to beat Barack Obama in 2008 in the primary. Right, and that was one of them. Um, and that was one of the things that they were talking about. Maybe he wasn't born about. here. Yeah, I mean, and, and you, know, you go back and look at uh, – I mean – you go back and look at this, you find that there was not only, if I remember right, there were more people outside of the Republican Party who believed Barack Obama was born in Kenya than there was inside the Republican Party. It was, Oh, right. Because, you know, we, yeah. including independents, it wasn't yeah. all Democrats, but there was a significant amount of people who believed that. And look, that wasn't... It, I'm sure some people who believe that were also racists. There probably was a nice uh, crossover there, but it's not. It, it was not exclusively that way. I mean, I, it, it was not correct. Um, but I think it's. Let's here we go. I'm pulling up these old numbers. Thirty-eight um, percent of birthers were Republicans. Is that again? This is according to an ABC poll. Thirty-eight percent of birthers were Republicans. Meaning sixty-two percent were, were not. not. Right. Um, and if I'm a Republican in this era, I'm repeating that nonstop and, you know, they they never really bothered with it. Um, but it was one of those things where they never really bother with any defense of the party. Yeah. Which I, 15% of Democrats though were birthers, 15%. It was 30% of Republicans, but you know, there were more Democrats and independents in the poll than there was Republicans. Uh, and this was pretty consistent. Uh, throughout the polling of that era mm-hmm. where people believe like and look and, and it's not even necessarily a negative right like it's not now there was a negative because it was tied to the presidency but I, there's no negative in someone being born in another place it's just it's the circumstances of your birth yeah you know, it's, yeah that doesn't mean anything um it wasn't it's not a negative criticism and it's certainly not necessarily a racist criticism do you know does a swede if, if if a president came, you know, if there's some guy who from Sweden who came over here, some the guy who started IKEA came over here and ran for president, you could still be critical of him and not based on race. I yes, mean, I, again, you know, yes. and Democrats staying. were critical of John McCain, yeah, for being born in Absolutely. Panama, yep. and some tried to say, well, he wasn't born here, he can't run for president. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. That was 2008. Here's the. Uh, uh, here is the, we have one here, one, one more second before we leave. 
Uh, this is a, uh, a memo, 2007, memo to Clinton from Mark Penn, one of, one of his advisors, said all of these articles about his boyhood, meaning Obama's boyhood in Indonesia and his life in Hawaii are geared towards showing his background is diverse, multicultural, and putting it in a new light. Save it for 2050. It also exposes a very strong weakness for him. His roots to basic American values and culture are at best limited. I cannot imagine America electing a president during a time of war who is not at his center fundamentally American and thinking in his values. <laughs> Every speech wow. sh- should contain the line that you, Hillary, were born in the middle of America to the middle class in the middle of the last century and talk about the basic bargain. Um, about the deeply American values you grew up with, learned as a child that drive you today. Let's explicitly own American in our programs, the speeches and values. He doesn't. Let's add flag symbols to the backgrounds of campaign events, etc. We are never going to say anything about his background, but do do what he outlined there. That was really the Democratic roots Amazing. of the... And that, that is, by the way, a all quoting from a memo in the Clinton campaign and an article from Bloomberg, not some right-wing source. And the title of the article is The Democratic Roots of the Birther Movement. So you can crit- criticize all you want. Um, and, you know, we did. We, you know, the Birther Movement did not have a factual basis. Uh, it had a basis in the Democratic Party, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Hi, everybody. I'm Kathy Lee Gifford. You and I are busy people. Some days it's just not enough time to get everything done. Am I right? Well, that's why you need Tackle, to find help with small jobs around the house. Tackle helps you make time for what you love and find help for what you don't. Simply go to Tackle.com or download the Tackle app and look through the hundreds of pre-priced chores. Find the one you need done and voila, an approved Tackle provider will be on the way the same day. Tackle has thousands of five-star reviews, so whether it's cleaning up after a fun weekend with friends, assembling a piece of furniture, or just mowing the yard, Tackle is the proven solution that fits your schedule. So go to Tackle.com or download the Tackle app and join the thousands of satisfied Tackle customers. That's T-A-K-L. Let them tackle it. Try the Tackle app today and use promo code TACKLE for 10% off your first job. Enter the promo code TACKLE, that's T-A-K-L, and get 10% off your first job. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Um, the uh, Miss... Michigan, who was stripped of her crown because of controversial tweets, uh, is claiming now that it, and I believe this, it's harder to publicly admit you're conservative than it is to come out as gay. Uh, she's 20 years old. Her name's Kathy Zhu. She was the vice president of college Republicans at the University of Michigan. Uh, she kind of doubled down at a state GOP event on some remarks that led to her losing her crown. So she won Miss Michigan, but it, she was stripped of that crown um, when she said th- some things on uh, Twitter. And what she said was, Oh, no. Get ready for this. Oh, no. Don't do it. Is this something you really want to say? I want to make sure that you know this is a quote coming from her. Okay. I, okay. Pat Gray, am not saying this. Okay, good, good. Quote, did you know the majority of black deaths are caused by other blacks? She tweeted. Fix problems within your own community before blaming others, unquote. Oh, my gosh. Did she quote FBI crime statistics? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. yes. 
she did. Oh my god! And you can't you can't quote FBI because there's no more racist bureau than the Federal Bureau of Investigation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I believe uh, Jeffy actually talked to her on his podcast. Oh, did he? I think he did. Yeah. And uh, again, like I. I Mm. We, we live in this weird world where all we're told is how we have to be more expressive. Yeah. And we have to express ourselves. Yet as soon as you express yourself, and it's the slightest bit oh, you're beaten offensive. Down. Uh, you're beaten down hard. Really hard. Yeah, if you express something they don't want you to express, uh, then it's a it's kind of a major problem. 888 beck is the number. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn. CNN had Erin Burnett on, and apparently this has been occurring for some time. She's had a show for multiple years on Wait, CNN. Erin Burnett? Yeah, Erin Burnett. S- still Burnett. has a show that's broadcast on television? Uh, yeah, huh. it's it's stunning. <laughs> that's amazing. I was I was amazed by huh. it completely. Um, I heard there was a search party looking for her because no one had seen her in years. And then it turns up she's on... Well, no wonder we've got search parties. She's on CNN where nobody knows right. she's there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's amazing mm-hmm. that this happens. So she decides – so there's always this thing that goes on mm-hmm. in which, first of all, you start out and you, they say, Donald Trump is racist because he talked about Baltimore. Then people say, well, wait a minute. He talked about a city and that makes him racist? Like, can you mm-hmm. be a little more specific? You know, yesterday I asked, can you at least try to explain – why this was a racist comment not just assume it because you already think trump is a racist which you know look you look you can believe that all you want yeah but what's happened is they believe he's a racist so therefore when he says something about i guess a city where some black people live mm-hmm. that means that he's saying it in a, with a racist motivation well Stu, if you use the word infested you know what that means. That is... Come on now. ...their fallback position now. It because is. Because once they and he's found, talking about rats. Right. Which it is infested with, with rats. rats. Like, literally. I, I know you think Trump is saying some, like, coded <laughs> language. He's meaning literally infested by rats, which I, is in the segment, by the way, which was produced uh-huh. by a black woman that he was watching on Fox News that inspired the tweets. Also, I think Glenn and I have talked about when we first went to Baltimore, and we worked for a station there, B104 in Baltimore, legendary station. We went. Uh, we had to go down and get promotional photos taken, and so we went down near the Inner Harbor, and there was an alleyway that we went down and posted all over every post, every poll, everything all over the alley. Rat infestation warning, caution, rat infestation. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it was kind of obvious by the squished rats Ugh. all over the street because cars had run over them. That's how prevalent they are. They cross the street more than squirrels do in Baltimore because there's they outnumber people ten to one, but just the ten to just, one, just ten, just to, ten one. to one. Yeah. So it, this has been their fallback. Okay, so now you know you say he's racist. We don't have evidence of it. Now, now we, every, you know, conservatives go and they find dozens of other officials that are black, that are Democrats, that are all over across the spectrum saying the same thing about Baltimore, how bad it is, the rest, mm-hmm. rat infestation. So then he has, they have to fall back to the next line, which is, well, sure, other people have said things that are bad about Baltimore. But when Donald Trump uses the word infestation, that's oh, when he's saying he's racist. So here is Aaron Burnett's attempt at this uh, blog comment turned into a television monologue. Listen. And infest is a word the president often uses when it comes to black and brown people. Just the other day, telling four minority American congresswomen to go back to the crime-infested countries they came from. Infest has become sort of a trope for Trump. 
here's a couple of his past tweets. This one, Democrats don't care about crime and want illegal immigrants, no matter how bad they may be, to pour into and infest our country. And of civil rights icon John Lewis, Congressman Lewis should finally focus on the burning and crime-infested inner cities of the United States. Oh, wow. Infest is a loaded word throughout history. Oh, it is. And when people defending Trump say, well, literally, there are rats in Baltimore, Mm -hmm. that shows a painful willingness to look the other way. Oh. Oh, okay. So we're racist, too, all of a sudden. Mm Mm-hmm. If you get to the bottom of what he was actually saying right. and not try to extrapolate something sinister. And, and, and it's, I will say, every time he uses the word infest, <laughs> there are black people in, the, in America. Really? Every time oh, he's no, used, yes, no, there really? have been black people in America every time he's used <laughs> infest. In fact, every time he's tweeted the word infest, there have been black people on Twitter. Oh wow! So I mean, oh, that wow. is that's pretty devastating. By the way, um, <laughs> she does not mention when he said uh, that New Hampshire was a drug-infested den. Now, New Hampshire predominantly is, black, like ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent. Not quite. It's a uh, ninety-three point nine percent white. <laughs> okay, but huh. that was a drug-infested uh, den. Uh huh. Ninety-three point nine percent. And by white. the way, another true uh, statement because it is New Hampshire has the biggest problem with heroin, right? In the in the nation per capita. I believe you may be right on that. I know it's, yeah, it's, they've it's had very, massive problems with very high there. Yeah, opioids and such. Um, and you know, like you can look through this. This happens uh, over and over and over again. Uh, you know, you go go through the New York Times has maintained this list: five hundred and ninety-eight ta- people and organizations that Trump has insulted. You can go through any letter. You're gonna pick a letter here, Pat. Uh, a. A. Okay, here we go. Let's see. All black people, I assume. Um, let's see. Uh, Stacey Abrams, black, black, black. Okay, mm-hmm. so that black. was a racist attack when okay. he called her um, uh, crime loving and weak on vets. <laughs> <laughs> Jim I didn't Ac- realize she loved crime. She loves but crime. She apparently does. Well, it's mm. racism. Okay. Jim Acosta, mm. black. Right. No, he's he's actually a white person. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was crazy. Okay. Jim Acosta's crazy. Well, see, he didn't say he was infested. Mm. No. Did he? When he, when he said uh, General John R. Allen had failed badly and his record equals bad, <laughs> uh, we can all assume that John Allen is, of course, black. But no, he's white. Uh, let's see. Justin Amash, uh, who is a, a loser who sadly plays right into our <laughs> opponent's hands. And by the way, a white guy. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed this about Justin Amash. Hmm. He is white. Well, I know who isn't white. Anderson Cooper. Well, yes, he which is. is a wh- Actually, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's Are white. you sure about that I'm one? I'm positive. Well, I can tell you this. Michael Avenatti's not white. Black guy. He, and <laughs> no. that's why when he called Michael no. Avenatti a third-rate lawyer who is good at making false accusations, uh, he's looking for attention <laughs> in a total low life. Look at that. That's just A's. This is A's. All but one white. Let's keep going. This is for fun. Uh, B's, Jerry Brown, not looking for safety White. and security. White. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, an incompetent White. judge. She should resign. Yeah, but that's that's old person discrimination right there. Matt By, I don't know. He's Duh. a dummy, though. I don't know. He's uh, a dummy? Yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> he has a dying, mediocre career. True. He, uh, he Argue with that, yeah, that Hollywood. Yeah, that's just fact. Argue no one, with that. No one's pushed back on that that's one. That's science, um, my friends. His, uh, his impersonation just can't get any worse. Tammy Baldwin, 
U.S. Senator White, White uh, someone who has done very little. LeVar <laughs> Ball. Oh, black. black yeah. Racism. There you go. Okay, that's racism. He because... criticized LeVar Ball? Yes. And oh, here's no. the problem with this one, though. Uh-huh. Um, his criticism was he's just a poor man's version of Don King without the hair. <laughs> now, the problem there is he seems to be praising Don King, who is also black. So I'm not sure how yeah. we get to racism on that one. We can right. try. Steve Bannon, sloppy Steve. White. Cried when he got fired, begged for his job. <laughs> like a dog in his office? Yeah. He's been dumped <laughs> like a dog by almost everyone. <laughs> I love it. He did use the he like did. a dog. That's um, great. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm wow, up things on... went sour between him and Bannon pretty seriously, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, sure Ooh-wee. did. Ooh-wee. Um, I have uh, Elizabeth Beck, who's a lawyer. Not sure about Not sure uh, who, she, who is. she is, but I do know who the next person is. Oh, I know Glenn Beck is uh, <laughs> among them. Yeah. Should, should go through the names like Donald Trump called Glenn Beck? This will be fun. Yeah, this will be fun. And Glenn, of course, as everybody knows, very, very black. Uh, yes, and it yeah. was racist. Glenn it is racism. Glenn's 80% mm-hmm. black. The only part yeah. not black, uh, his skin, <laughs> which is sad for him because no one knows. Yeah, right, know? right. Uh, but he does identify it internally. It takes all the fun out of being a minority it, uh... when nobody knows. <laughs> so... Uh, okay, in, um, let's see, he, uh, in, his endorsement means nothing. That Glenn would surely agree with you yes, on. Yes, he would. <laughs> That's um, science. He's dumb as a rock. I mean, I, I gotta go, to, I'm siding with Trump on that one. He's two for two in my book. Uh, failing? I mean, I don't think he's no. failing at this point. No. He's lost all credibility. Also, I don't uh, think the president would say he's failing at this point. No, I don't think so either. Uh, irrelevant, uh, a wacko, sad... He is pretty sad. I will say that. He's a sad figure. He's the saddest (laughs) successful person I've ever ever met in my entire life. Yes. Uh, Failing, crying, and a lost soul. Wow. (laughs) Very dumb and failing. (laughs) Has zero credibility. Irrelevant. Uh A mental basket case. We're all on board on that Uh, one, I think. We can say for sure. Viewers and ratings are way Mm -hmm. down. Irrelevant. Wacky. Mm -hmm. A real nut job. And always seems to be crying. <laughs> That's amazing. I missed some of those quotes some when those, they came yeah. out. It's, it's been a while. Uh, uh, they're all uh, very old at this point. Uh, and, uh, and look, you know, as, uh, as, uh, they, <laughs> they, uh, they agree on more than they did. I'll say that. That's for sure. Uh, but it's an interesting thing to look back at this. And, and what is the point there? When's the last time Donald Trump insulted Glenn Beck? You know what, 2017 Two, yeah, probably. probably, 16 uh, or 17. And 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 here's the thing: is like Glenn has seen a lot of the things that Trump has done and liked some of them, not all of them. He's mm-hmm. been you know, at times critical of Trump, but has, has come on board on some of the policies yeah, that he's. We've liked. all been pleasantly surprised at the job he's done, and 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 that's what tells the story here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of these people. We're all saying bad things about Donald Trump at the time he was insulting Donald, uh, insulting them, right? Right. When when you're critical of him, he's critical of you, and that is, you can say you don't like that, and you can say you don't like the attitude. Well, it's part of why he got elected. Yeah, because and people are tired mm-hmm. of a guy who just takes it all the time, and you can't say that about Donald Trump. He doesn't take it. No, and that's he true. He dishes it back to you. So you could say you like it or you don't like it. That's a right. fine thing. But what it does right. do is exonerate him from your idea that it's racist. Yes. Because he's saying it about anyone who says something bad about them. No matter what the person looks like, he yeah. will come back and say things like this. This is what he does. 
it is it is foundational to his character and his uh, his personality. He just is going to go after you to the point, Pat, that he actually will reverse on you when you're saying nice things about him, as evidenced by right. no lesser example than Kim Jong Un. <laughs> that's he's saying that's Kim Jong Un is a good guy and a friend right now because he's in yes. the middle of a negotiation and trying to say trying to get Kim Jong Un to do the things that he wants. So he's saying, and Kim Jong-un is saying nice things about him. He's saying nice things about Kim Jong-un. When they were at each other's throats, the opposite was true. Right? Right. This is just the way he operates in public. And this is why I've made the case you know, many times that you can't get a sense of Donald Trump's presidency by looking at the things that he tweets or listening to the things he says even. He tells mm-hmm. you, he told you in his writings, uh, go back to the art of the deal. The things you're saying in public are largely for positioning. He's positioning himself, either it's for a negotiation or an appearance in front of the press. Mm-hmm. You can't go in there and say, oh, well, he's saying this, therefore we should judge his presidency by that. You should judge his presidency by his actions. Fox News' uh, Greg Gutfeld had a great tweet the other day. Did you see this? When he said, Trump's, Trump's about to execute a white supremacist. What? Because he's bringing back the federal death penalty just mm-hmm. in time for this white supremacist to mm-hmm. be executed. Mm-hmm. While trying to flee, uh, trying to free a black rapper from jail, mm-hmm. as he pushes prison reform that directly benefits families of black men, while calling out a city where minorities are victims of crime and blight, if Trump's a racist, he really sucks at it. <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. Would you like to hear a little more racism coming out about Baltimore? <laughs> mm. I don't know if I can take any more. This doesn't happen to be from a Politico, but I, I'm sure that this is rubbed off on people like Donald Trump today. Um, has Donald Trump seen the play Hairspray? Probably. Probably. Mm. Um, Good Morning Baltimore. Do you remember the song in Hairspray? The official movie clip? Do we have the clip? Um, Here's some of the lyrics. Now listen to this. Listen to this. The rats? The rats on the street all dance around her feet. Wow. <laughs> how, so, how dare they say these things about Baltimore? So there's flashers that are there's talking fl- to school children. Yeah. And a bum on his barroom stool. Mm-hmm. There's rats on the street dancing around her feet. <laughs> what kind of racist uh, lyrics are those? Yeah. Oh, the only explanation could be racism. If they use the word infest in this song, then we really know. <laughs> Well, it's a dog whistle. It is a dog whistle. Thank Which you. is kind of strange, because if it was a dog whistle, then nobody would hear it, and you wouldn't know it was a racist comment. Nobody can hear <laughs> uh, Humans cannot hear dog whistles. So if it's a dog whistle comment, that means the people you intended to hear it uh, didn't. No, unless you wanted dogs to hear it. <laughs> right. no, no, the dogs are yeah. pissed, because mm-hmm. they know that you just made a racist comment. Yeah. 
but not the people. It's it's it is bizarre. I mean, you have to at least come up with some sort of justification as to why you think it's racist. I mean, yeah. really, what they're saying—they really is, don't anymore. There are some black people who live in Baltimore, and he said something bad about Baltimore. That is like legitimately that makes their argument. Them that, racist? Does it yeah, not? It's ridiculous. He didn't say the black people brought in the mice. That was not his argument. It was, he was saying that people don't want to live in an area where that is infested by rats. So crazy. Legit. That is like true. Everyone knows that to be true. You know, it's not something that's controversial or wasn't until he talked about it. And that is what is screwed up about the media right now. They're letting him make every decision for them. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Big uh, big debate tonight. Uh, we are going to watch this so that you don't have to uh, and have plenty of highlights tomorrow. But the two biggies in this are Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. The two that are supposedly kind of the moderate guys that might be trying to bring the party back a little bit closer to the center than as extreme to the... They're so far left. They've They've actually left the planet by this point. But John Hickenlooper and uh, and John Delaney are the two guys who are considered to be moderates that are going to try to moderate the party ever I mean, so other, slightly. There's others that are trying <clears throat> to go down that road. Tonight you'll have Hickenlooper, Delaney, Bullock. Oh, yeah, Bullock trying is to do this supposedly, as well. yeah. And Tim Ryan and Amy Klobuchar are trying to live in that world too. At some level, Buttigieg is trying to do it, although all of his policies seem like, ah, we're going to have 47 Supreme Court justices. That's uh, yeah. It's, it doesn't seem like He's, a moderate uh, policy portfolio. He also supports a Medicare for all, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. The socialized medicine. I mean, all of them, I think, at some free level. Free college. And that's what's a, I think that's the incredible thing about this field, Pat, is that even the moderates are not even close to moderate. Yeah. Let me give you an example of this. Uh, John Delaney has been running for president since 1911. Uh, he announced <laughs> in 1911 mm-hmm. that he was going to run for the 2020 presidential nomination. He legitimately, wow. in, in all seriousness, d- announced in 2017. So he's been, he was the first Democrat that announced. Was he really? Yeah. And he's been running around wow. Iowa without anyone noticing all the way past the 2018 election like all the way through mm. because he wanted to, I guess, get out in front. Okay. Which he did, not in the polls, but he did get out in front of announcing. Yes. And so it's done basically nothing for him. He, he, I think his theory was, I'll announce first, I'll run around Iowa and do all the retail campaigning type of stuff. Go to every district, meet, shake hands of voters, and by the time other the other candidates come to the table, I'll be doing really well in Iowa because I'll be the only one who's been there. Yeah. He is a uh, independently wealthy guy, a businessman. Yeah, he's funding his own campaign so far, at least. Yep. Like last last quarter, he raised, I think, about eight million dollars, about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from actual donors. And yeah, the rest 7. was his 7 money. Seven million from himself. Mm-hmm. So this is what his plan is, and so far, it's it's worked out really well. Uh, <laughs> he's at zero percent. But it's got him all the way to zero. Yeah, and sometimes, well, he has, you know, if you're in your car right now and you're driving to work, Mm -hmm. uh, driving to the grocery store, 
and you think I'm tied with John Delaney for the Democratic National <laughs> for the nomination. That's, that's a really good point. That's a, it's a good way of <laughs> raising your day a little bit. You've spent zero dollars yeah. on this campaign. You haven't you haven't set your entire so, personal fortune on fire, and you're at zero percent too. I'm thinking you're doing just slightly better <laughs> than John Delaney. And Delaney will occasionally hit one or two percent in Iowa, uh, so he does mm. show up. Kay. He may be able to actually make the next round of debates. It's not impossible, although it's unlikely. Because he doesn't have the donors. I mean, he has to buy the donors. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Eric Swalwell, who dropped out of his uh, at the race, is the first person who really kind of dropped out since this whole thing started. He said at one point he was trying to get enough donors to make it into the de- debate, and he had to spend like you have to spend like ten thousand dollars to get like five thousand donors. Oof! Because you're spending to get advertising for people to just give you one dollar mm-hmm. to get to this donor number, which is of course ridiculous. So Delaney, though, is supposed to be the moderate. He's the guy that comes out and says, you know what? I don't like socialism. I'm going to be honest about it. You know what? Medicare for all is bad policy. It's not going to work. If, if you were to pick one of these people off of the stage, a lot of people would pick Delaney because, uh, you know, if you're mm-hmm. a conservative, because you're thinking, oh, at least this guy's just just liberal. He's not crazy in the socialist world. Right. So let me give you a little window into what a moderate in the Democratic field looks like. Okay. Yeah. Just yesterday or the day before, John Delaney uh, released, and I'm sure this was all over cable news and all over the front page of your paper. Yeah, I'm sure everyone noticed this, uh, ex- you know, other than me. But I'll, I'll just I'll bore you with the details anyway. John Delaney's plan for national service. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like national service in the army. Uh, well, uh, let me let him explain. Okay. To help bring people from different backgrounds together. Delaney is proposing a mandatory national service program to provide opportunities it's opportunities for young people to give back to their country oh. and to meet and work with people from all backgrounds. How wonderful. Now look, Pat, if you had if you decided I want to give back to my community, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have the opportunity to do that. With this, you would. Fortunately, thanks to the government, then I could. Because right now, you couldn't give back. You would have no opportunity to do that. There is no way to do it. This will create opportunities (laughs) to do that. And the other thing, Pat, is if let's just say you wanted to work with a Croatian, Mm -hmm. uh, a Native American, uh, someone from Mongolia, and someone from uh, Costa Rica. Okay. Right now... There'd be no way of doing that. Okay? <laughs> okay, you can't you can't find those people. Oh, they don't exist. Okay, they, they, there's no Mongolians in America. <laughs> no Mongolians. Oh man. Now, luckily for you, they, I'm glad they left their beef behind though, because yeah. I like it. Oh yeah, I they like did. It. They did. Yeah, they dra- they flew in, dropped <laughs> off the beef, and then left. Okay, that's what happened at a lot of different locations. <laughs> a lot, which yeah. is really great of them. All over America. I love that they did that. So this will give you the opportunity to give back to the country and uh, work with people from all backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Now, every this is all, look, he's a moderate. Mm-hmm. He's not going to push this too far. And that's important for you to know. He's not going to go too far on this. Okay. Part number one, every American will complete a minimum of one year and a maximum of two years of mandatory national service when they graduate high school or turn 18. <laughs> so that's just step one. So you leave high school. Uh-huh. You can't go to can't college. Can't go to work. You can't, can't go, go to, to college. You go in immediately mm-hmm. into service to the country. Yes. Either military or some other type? Well, there's a, we'll get into the what okay. kinds there All are right. here in a moment. But it, the national service requirement will apply to individuals born after 2006, but will phase in over time. Okay. okay. So you're um, not like you, Pat. You wouldn't have to do. this. I wouldn't have to. Now I know you'd want to do it. Of I know I would, you'd want to. There's just no this way for me to do no, that. No, no. I can get you right in. now. I can get you. Oh, in. you can. Oh, yeah, I got connections. Oh, on that. 
So to meet the National Service requirement, participants can choose from one of four options. So again, pro-choice. You mm-hmm. get to choose. Mm-hmm. Number one, you can serve in our nation's military. Okay? All right. Uh, number two, you can serve in a new expanded community service program. Number three, you can serve in a new national infrastructure apprenticeship program. That sounds really good. Okay. Yeah, so I can learn how to build bridges and mm -hmm. fix roadways. Now, we've so far created two massive organizations. (laughs) Uh I don't know if you've noticed that. I I did. Mm -hmm. And we've required people, everyone over 18, to do two years (laughs) of service to the government. Or one year, but a maximum of two years. Okay. So it could be two, but Uh it won't go over two. All right. Until they expand it later on. Yeah. And finally, Pat, you and only you, because I know you're going to be excited about this one. You can serve in the newly created Climate Corps. Oh, the Climate Corps. Mm-hmm. That's that's that has Pat Gray written all, all over, over it. it. All over it. So community service would operate uh, <laughs> similar to the AmeriCorps or the Peace Corps. All right. Um, you can uh, you can work on projects such as mentoring, mm-hmm. literacy tutoring for disadvantaged students. Nice. Awareness programs for public health campaigns. Okay. Outreach activities for social service programs and structured after-school care programs. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how you can spend your year of service. That's mandatory and required now by the government. <laughs> or you could go to the infrastructure apprenticeship. You could enter. So the government would enter into pri- public-private partnerships with private companies and trade unions to offer infrastructure apprenticeships. Private companies would be awarded contracts to undertake projects such as improving public parks or renovating federal buildings to make them environmentally green. So you could, like, when you're 18, you get out of high school, Mm -hmm. you just go serve the government in a mandatory sense by making buildings green. And I don't think it's like paint. I don't think it's painting them green. I think it's like environmental stuff. Yeah. You could have a trade union. It will be utilized as the programs can leverage successful apprenticeship model used by trade unions. Uh, or you can uh, you can get a professional certificate proving mastery of a particular skill set. Uh, okay. Now, so far, you're pretty excited about this, I I'm think. I'm psyched. And you know, this is funny because this is a guy who's in a do-or-die situation. Mm-hmm. This is what he's released. <laughs> this is why the campaign's not working. <laughs> but the Climate Corps, I think, is going to be fun for you. I know right. that's, that's what you were talking yeah. about. Um, to, fi- yeah. to fight climate change, participants would assist in clean energy projects, including solar installation. So you get out of high school, you start installing solar panels. Okay. Okay. All right. You just go right in for free. Now, oh, I'm not paid for this. You're not. I don't. Okay. How I, do I exist? It does say mandatory service. Then. Maybe you will get paid. I don't know. Well, maybe that's because I I gotta oh, yeah, make a living some, somehow. You got a be, you got benefits coming up. Oh, okay. That's next coming All right, up. Good. In. All right. Um, you can uh, you can improve building efficiency. Yeah. I mean, I know you do I'm that. I feel strongly part. about that. Right. Yeah, yeah I do that a lot right now. Yep. Developing community mm. gardens. Now, I know you've put so in... I'm one of the biggest gardeners you've ever met. <laughs> and you can increase awareness... Both my thumbs are green, not just one. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Both of them. You can also increase awareness about sustainable practices. So if, like, let's say you get out of high school at 18, mm-hmm. you go to a street corner and just start yelling, sustainable <laughs> practices! <laughs> Practice more sustainably! <laughs> hey, you! Why is your practice not as sustainable as I would prefer? Please make it more sustainable. Thank you. And you just do that for a year. That would be awesome. <laughs> That's It works well. That would be great. You can provide information and support to families about sustainability. Okay. So you can yell at individuals or families. Or families. <laughs> uh, you, can, um, you will be stationed 
Uh-huh. And this is a. Oh, I'm going to be stationed be somewhere. Stationed. I can't do it where I live. No. Okay. You'll be stationed. So in, they're going to move me somewhere. Mm-hmm. You'll be stationed in rural and low-income areas to assist communities transition to a green economy and invest in environmentally friendly projects. And again, this is moderate John Delaney's this plan. Is, yes. <laughs> Mandatory service for one to two years. Now the benefits, Pat. This okay. is where this is where. All it gets right. Good. Here we go. Are you ready? Program will up. The program will be paid. Um, now again, so think of the government. What's happening here? We've now mm-hmm. created three new government programs mm-hmm. that will pay everyone who's 18 years old for service that they must do. Wow. Uh, the the uh, the wow. amount will uh, will vary on cost of living and whether housing is provided through the program. So we may be providing housing for this. Okay. We should get through the rest of this in about 60 seconds. Okay. Okay. Take a break. We'll take a break, and mm-hmm. then we'll be right back with the rest of what you can do. Because is, people are going to want to sign up. They're going to want to sign up now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, more coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-637-9116. That's 800-637-9116. 800-637-9116. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, now, Glenn, has, uh, is Stu has promised mm-hmm. that the best of this John Delaney plan oh. is still to come. Oh, I think so. Hopefully he'll outline this tonight because I, I don't think he got around to that last debate. No. But this is important stuff. There's mandatory service mm-hmm. as soon as you leave high school mm-hmm. for at least one year, maybe two. Yep. And you'll, you, you can serve in the Climate Corps if you want. Love Which that. will help you. And you. You just get out of high school, install some solar panels, or yell at people about sustainability. Talk about making a difference. Yes. Now you will get potentially you make it housing from this and a salary. Wait, they're going to put me up in a free place? Yes. Oh wow. In some, some like when you're traveling to the rural area that you uh-huh. have to su- install solar panels, they will give you housing for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you do one year of service, you will result in two years of free in-state tuition. Uh, at a public university, community college, or technical school. Two years of service will result in three years of free in-state tuition. Now, again, how much is this? Again, we're paying for free college, essentially. Um, But you have to do something for the free college. Again, that's the Uh moderate, right? Yeah. Like, Bernie Sanders gives it to you for free. John Delaney says you have to mandatory service. Now, whether you want to go to college or not, you still got to do the service. But they're going to force you into government service uh, and you will learn skills to build future jobs. Um, and then this is all part of his larger climate plan. Now, the larger climate plan is a bargain. Because that's how I'm going to describe it right away. There's a climate crisis going on, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to act on the climate. And we have to act now. Well, 
if I may be so bold, mm-hmm. Stu, yes. we can't afford not to. Oh my gosh, that's a brilliant thing Thank to you. say. And Thank you're you. you're going to continue to say it after I tell you the cost. Yes. Four trillion dollars. Well, we can't afford not to. Now, what will it cost us if we don't? Five trillion dollars, maybe. No, the I don't, planet. The pl- okay, okay. We'll so die. I would assume it's more than four trillion dollars. I hope. Yes. Uh, now, four <laughs> trillion dollars. This includes a new four trillion. And remember, Oof. let's let's take the four trillion dollars for what it is which is his estimate of the cost. Mm-hmm. Not a real estimate of the cost, but his so estimate. So you probably figure double or triple that. Right, exactly. Uh, a new carbon tax or fee. Okay, oh, it could be geez. a tax or a fee. He, again, pro-choice. <laughs> tax or a fee. I could pay either one. Mm-hmm. This, again, is huh. the moderate in the field. Uh, $15 per metric ton of CO2. Uh, he will uh, reduce carbon emissions by 90% by 2050. All right. And now look, you might say, well, that doesn't sound all that moderate. However, uh, Jay Inslee, Michael Bennett, Beto O'Rourke uh, all have their own climate proposals. Beto O'Rourke is $5 trillion. <laughs> So he's saved a trillion dollars. Wow. So he Which is, is pretty the impressive. He is the moderate. Yeah. He's only going to yeah. charge you $4 trillion. <laughs> For his climate plan and make you go to service to the government for a year or two. I mean, this is the moderate in the field. It's almost like what Israel does. You have to have, you know, your mandatory military when you get out of high school there. When you're 18, Mm -hmm. I think from 18 to 20, you serve in the military, period. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what we'd be doing here in the United States. Except you wouldn't have any skills. Right. You'd just be like, I can theoretically raise awareness about sustainability and it doesn't have to be something super worthwhile like the military it could be the the climate uh what do they call it the climate core the climate core are you saying the climate core is not totally worthless yeah that's what i'm saying completely (laughs) completely worthless but only in every way yes only and and that's every single way for people to understand uh (laughs) it will do nothing and accomplish nothing but it will Oof. cost $4 trillion. <laughs> so that's good. Good luck, America. Hi, everybody. I'm Kathy Lee Gifford. You and I are busy people. Some days it's just not enough time to get everything done. Am I right? Well, that's why you need Tackle, to find help with small jobs around the house. Tackle helps you make time for what you love and find help for what you don't. Simply go to Tackle.com or download the Tackle app and look through the hundreds of pre-priced chores. Find the one you need done and voila, an approved Tackle provider will be on the way the same day. Tackle has thousands of five-star reviews, so whether it's cleaning up after a fun weekend with friends, assembling a piece of furniture, or just mowing the yard, Tackle is the proven solution that fits your schedule. So go to Tackle.com or download the Tackle app and join the thousands of satisfied Tackle customers. That's T-A-K-L. Let them tackle it. Try the Tackle app today and use promo code TACKLE for 10% off your first job. Enter the promo code TACKLE, that's T-A-K-L, and get 10% off your first job. Now, how much do you want to vote for John Delaney? Wow. I know. And again, you might actually, if you had to pick, you may actually pick John Delaney. That's how bad this field is. It's, it's, it, it, the, the, the Democratic Party has moved so oh. far, so fast. Yeah. Every single candidate in this field supports some version 
of Medicare for all, with the potential example uh, exception of Joe Biden, who is just saying massively expand Obamacare. And really, there's not much difference there. He's no, just right. he just doesn't want to destroy the brand name of Obamacare. He's the only one who cares about that at this point, which is another fascinating part of this. But Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders in 2013, six years ago, introduced Medicare for all and got zero co-sponsors. Zero. No one in the Democratic Party would admit to agreeing to it. No one would say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I like that plan. No one. Staggering. And now every candidate supports some version of it. Every one of them. It's kind of hard to believe that that's possible. It's, It's almost impossible to believe. Yeah. I mean, with, you know, with Democrats like this, you don't need socialists or communists because you've... The Democrat Party has essentially become uh, the party of Marxism. It just, it just is. At, at least as far as their candidates go. And it's, yeah. I think you know people like, certainly Delaney, but also people like Biden, are trying to th- hope that in reality... The rank and file. The rank and file is not like this. And you yeah. know, uh, Rahm Emanuel, again, is Rahm Emanuel a conservative? Nope. No. Rahm Emanuel is now calling out his party for going too far to the left. And saying, hey, you're not going to win any of these voters if you start embracing things like free um, health care for illegal immigrants, which I think polls at 26% support nationwide. Wow. 26%. Um, uh, getting rid of private insurance, which I think polls are like at 27%. Uh, mm. Universal basic income, which is like 26%. These are all terrible It's hard to believe it's things. that high even. Yeah. It's hard to believe it's even that high. 26%? That's way too high. Yeah, it should be 0%. Ugh. These things should all be 0%. I mean, almost nothing is 0% or no. 100%. But you would think 6 or 7, right? 6 yeah. or 7% of the people are like, ah, I don't know. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's have that. Yeah. And look, free money, people like it. Yes. It's just not free money, as we all know, and would wow. not work in any way. Uh, wow. But it is a... It's, Staggering. It, these, are, these are things, honestly, that are not even supported by a majority of Democrats in many, in many ways. It's and, why if and one they're of these, all supporting them. If one of these guys or women are elected, I, we're, I think we're just in real trouble. It just can't happen. We can't, as voters, allow it to happen. Speaking of... I don't know. I think Jeffy's coming up next, isn't he? Oh, really? Yeah, I think... Just I thought we canceled that. Chewing no? the fat. We tried. We, we tried. Can we get him into mandatory service to go anywhere else? Well, he's he's transsexual. I don't know if you're aware of Oh, he came of out that. as trans? So, yeah, he's trans? So we'll probably oh. have to. No, no, he's not trans. No, he's not. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from CBDistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive. Like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, You should, but where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust CBDistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to CBDistillery.com and enter RELIEF for 20% off. Again, enter RELIEF for 20% off at CBDistillery.com. CBDistillery.com. Want more, Glenn? 
I mean, who doesn't? Beside my wife. Stream live or download later at glenbeck.com. Stu for Glenn, the Glenn Beck program. You can uh, check out my show immediately preceding uh, the Glenn Beck program. Pat Gray Unleashed uh, every morning. It's it is. Uh, I'm trying to think Eastern time, seven to nine Eastern, uh, six to eight Central, and so on and so forth. But right now, we're also joined by uh, Jeff Fisher to chew the fat a little bit. He's got his own uh, podcast that you can download at to your leisure. Fat. That's what, Every day, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, even sometimes I throw in a Saturday American Dream special. For no, you don't. I don't. That's too good to be true. I know. I know. You're you welcome. mean you can get six days of Jeffy Fisher? I know. And podcasts? sometimes, and sometimes on Monday, you even get two podcasts. Stop it. Okay, so I mean, you're welcome because we do the talking my series. Beating heart. <laughs> I know. Wow. I know. Listen, you guys, uh, you inspired me today. Did we? I well, I didn't wake up today thinking that. Uh, oh no, I'm gonna. You got something? I'm, to... I'm gonna do this, but mm-hmm. you guys have inspired me. Um, I'm trans. Oh my gosh! Oh, you are. Trans. You were born as a as a woman, like a biological woman. I just want to come out and say that I'm I'm part of the mm-hmm. part of the movement. Okay. Well, okay. no, I'm not. I wasn't really. But <laughs> I just wanted to come out. And, oh wow! Just wanted to come out and see if I could be part of the. Okay. Well, that didn't last long. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> Glad you were able to get that yeah, well, off your I chest, though, because it's probably been weighing down. <laughs> it has. It has. I, 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 yeah. I feel so much better. Just yeah, like the beauty know. queen. What's her face? Uh, <laughs> Wasn't a beauty queen or was yeah, it? Yeah, she's a model. Yeah, Car- she's Carissa. a model. That's what it is. Yeah, this is a, this is a story we oh, did an one. hour one today. Mm-hmm. Um, her story was she is a model, said some things that were negative about, uh, were considered transphobic by some. So she got fired. She got fired. Course. The next day she decided to come out <laughs> as trans. She's like, the reason I was saying this is because I was insecure of myself. I right. was actually trans. And then the next day. The next day came out and said, by no, the way, I'm, I'm not, not trans. I'm not. No, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> now, see, uh, the, the... I. See, I'm trans, and I was insecure about being trans. That only works if you really are. Yeah, yeah. yeah you should have stuck with it. Yeah, you got to continue with the. You got to continue I, with it. Honestly, like, how would they even question it? Yeah, I guess they couldn't because like, they couldn't if they if she identifies that way. <laughs> right. Well, some people did go back and look at like I guess I'm photos sure of her as a kid, and, yeah. and she seemed very much like a, a girl. <laughs> However, how dare you? Right. Right. Like <laughs> you to presume. Right. Yeah. Who are you? You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe she was born as a a, a a biological girl, yeah, and was dressed that way by her bastard parents, right? Right. But in but, reality, she identified that whole time as a man, and they and didn't have the openness the, or no, they did the not. tolerance, no, to allow her to make that transition at such an age mm-hmm. because they're too hung up on their own, <laughs> you know, male female gender transphobic ideas of the past. <laughs> so bad maybe she broke free of all that mm-hmm. anyway what so else earlier you, you uh talked about uh kathy jew uh you know who the michigan uh, beauty queen who yeah. uh, got the axe because of a couple of tweets that were horrific uh you know they? they they were horrific and uh <laughs> one was actually just a reply to another tweet thread that mm-hmm. was uh horrible uh, so you can't be doing that anymore at no. all. And she said, I did interview. I heard Stu talk about it. I talked yeah. to her last week, um, beginning of last week, Monday or Tuesday. And she, uh, I asked her if the Trump campaign had contacted her at all 
throughout this. And at that time, she said, no, and I, you know, they probably won't. I'm just doing this on my own. Uh, two days later, she's working for the re-election campaign. <laughs> uh, they've reached out. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah, she's working for the re-election campaign. And they, uh, the Trump campaign has already tweeted what a patriot she is. And uh, she's uh, speaking good. for American values. And she's part yeah. of it now. She's all part of the deal. Wow. So good for her. Mm-hmm. Good for her. You know, there's also, um, yeah, we get viral videos all the time in today's world. Mm-hmm. And you see them and you go, ah, it's, some of them are really cool. Some of them are scary. Some of them are funny. And then you get the ones where you watch and you go, oh, my gosh. And then you stop and look back and go, wait. Like this video of this uh, this guy that finds a baby alligator. Crocodile Dundee. If you're, watching, if you're listening, he's got a little baby Crikey. alligator. And the guy is Crocodile filming Dundee. him. He's talking about the baby alligator. And then Crikey. coming up behind him is the mama gator. Crikey. Oh, yeah. Crocodile Dundee. And they keep showing this mama gator coming Crikey. up behind him uh-huh. and getting closer. And then they just stop. And then it just stops. And you'll see, you know, it shows the split screen of the mama gator come up on him. And, you know, the mama heard the baby crying and it's right. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No way that's real. Right? There's no way that's real. The guy filming it isn't in any kind of uh, uh, mode of trying to get out of there well, or hasn't warning noticed him. Yet. The, that would be the pitch, I think, of the viral video, right? Yeah. He hasn't noticed it yet. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying it's been sorry. So you don't know that's hundreds just your of speculation. Thousands. It will come out. Okay. I guarantee it will come out. Did anything you come out? Guarantee me. I oh. guarantee. Do I get my fact. money back? Yes, you do. 100%. Okay. I want right. to know. You get you, in fact, you get your video view back. Okay. <laughs> I want to know, Jeffy, you would be the one who knows this. Has it has the uh, raw chicken meat that crawls off the plate That's what I been to. improved? That's no, what it has not. It has not. Not that still, I'm aware of. As far as I, I understand, it's not still Not that real. I'm aware of. It's I showed that real. to my wife the other day. Oh, that's not real. I know. Well, nobody <laughs> said it isn't. It's not real. It just can't be. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the nerve ending. No, no, nerve endings are alive at that point. <laughs> right. Okay. All they, right. They, they are saying they think it was not a chicken, but it was a frog. It was frog meat. Okay. Um, which no. happens. That's which what, happens. That's what they said. That and was it, a weird bone for a frog. It was. It was really creepy. And this is like, uh, apparently, it, it, hmm. whether this video is, is real or not, and, and it, it does, everyone's assuming, at least, and the reporting is that it is actually real video, mm-hmm. um, but it is not, it's not something that it hasn't happened, happened before. before. Right, like right? it's something because that has that happened. That will happen on occasion mm-hmm. if, if the, supposedly, if, if the cut. moot, if the meat is freshly right. cut. Right. If you haven't right. seen the yeah. video, basically, if you you know, if you go to a uh, grocery store and you get a raw chicken, it looks kind of like that. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's sitting on a plate yeah. about to be cooked, and it crawls off the plate. It's at one of those restaurants where they cook the mo- meal in front of you, it looks like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not what it looks like. It yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Benihana kind of place or yeah. whatever. But as my wife pointed out, well, hasn't the chicken been defeathered? The, you know, yeah. the head's well, been, been cut off. They've done a lot of dressing to it. They've cut it up like this. Yeah. And then it comes to but your table and it's still right. Weird. fresh like that. Weird. I don't know. But they're, well, they, they just, they skinned the animal. Um, and I guess, and it, by the way, I think it was a frog and not a chicken, which okay. would explain the feather thing. Because oh, there's, yes. oh, yeah. there's, there's not as many feathers, on, feathers frogs. on frogs. There's less that's, that's less feathers point. on frogs than you'd expect. Depends on where you <laughs> depends on where you get them. Right, that's true. Depends on where that's you true. get them. You can get the feathers. Fair, frog. fair. I mean, that is a big frog. If that's a frog, yeah, it is. Because the holy cow, the bone that the meat comes oh. on is like eighteen inches. <laughs> no, it has to be. Well, maybe maybe twelve. Maybe it's a foot long. Are you a fisherman now. I caught the fish. It was this big. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, I'm so sick of living here in the United States. I'm sick of hearing about Baltimore and being uh, the, the, I believe, a uh, quote from uh, Pat Gray and Pat Gray Unleashed was Baltimore was a democratic, a hell progressive hellhole. Hell yes. I believe was the quote. Yes. Oh uh, <laughs> because of 70 years right. of Democrat leadership led him right into that hellhole. It's time for a change. And uh, the Crown Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia agrees, which is why he's going to be building the $500 billion mega city in the middle of the desert, uh, which I'm looking forward to moving to. I don't know about you. $500 billion. $500 billion mega city. You heard about this city? 33 times the size of New York City. All right. It's going to have. Wait, 33 times the size of New York City. That's what it says here. 33 times the size of New York City. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have flying taxis, a giant artificial moon that will be illuminated every evening. State-of-the-art security and surveillance system, which, you know, I'm a fan of, of course. You'll use drone security cameras, facial recognition technology to track everybody. Cloud seeding technology to make yeah, artificial want, clouds. They want rain in the desert where it doesn't rain very often. School classes taught by holographic teachers uh, wow. leading, the educa- leading education on the planet. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a Jurassic Park-like island filled with robotic dinosaurs to entertain <laughs> residents and visitors. Come on. A di- a dining scene. <laughs> a dining scene. The highest rate of Michelin starred restaurants, which I'm not sure why you'd want to eat tires even in the desert, but okay. And uh, be done by uh, 2030. Good luck. Good luck. And I would have to say that 500. I think it's going to spend a little I'd, bit more. I definitely want to visit. I'd want to see that if they, if yes. they can pull it off. Oh my gosh! Can they you know build a 500 billion dollar city before we die? Is that possible? I. I, I think I it, that, that's past our lifetime, I feel like. And also the well, prince said 2030 is the target date. For yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. I don't know. I, I think it'd be fun to, fun it, to go to. It would. Yeah. No, it sure seems would. amazing. Why do you want a giant light up moon? What, that, what's the I'm pop- not sure. We do have an actual moon. Yeah. That you could probably see <laughs> from where you are. But not every night. <laughs> yeah. Some, night, every- nah, some nights there's clouds in front <laughs> well, of Well, that's and- true. Yes. Lots of clouds in the desert. Yeah. Sandstorms and stuff. You can't have that. It's true. So you just want to block it out. I, you know, can it be done? I don't know. I don't know. But it'd be fun. it's going to be fun to watch them try. I will say yeah. it's a big enough government project that I could see it being proposed tonight on stage. I could see like, uh, oh. you know, would Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren Before pitch? this? Absolutely. She'd be like, you know, 100%. Like, we need to build a $500 billion city uh, in Baltimore. <laughs> and it'll be <laughs> we need a giant light up moon uh-huh. this is right. all stuff that you could see being proposed by a democrat on stage tonight. absolutely how is it that baltimore became this new shining city uh just for, from one tweet it is amazing uh, the baltimore yeah. maryland the it's been a it's been a, it's a democratic hellhole mm-hmm. forever i mean you, you, have you live seen it there. this time of year just no. when the late summer rains start to wash away well, the dead body chalk outlines. I only experienced it in Maryland beautiful. as being pulled over by a state beautiful. trooper once. That's it. Uh-huh. Shocking. Going through the state. I know. Uh, I will <laughs> say, I think we're at the, t- the point. And I, you know, you know, coming into this, I was a little, for example, we talked about this quite a bit at the time uh, on, on Pat and Stu and other shows. Uh, I was a little, I was not sure Donald Trump had really had a conversion on the life issue. You know, he had mm-hmm. never really discussed it before. He said he was pro-life. And I think he's done a good job. He supported the pro-life cause much more aggressively than I would have expected. However... And more aggressively than other Republican and more aggressively presidents than, yeah. have done. He's done a good mm-hmm. job on that issue, and we've praised him many times over it. However, what if instead he comes out and says he's pro-choice now? Reverses Ooh. himself and says, I love abortion. Only horrible, horrible people would want to stop it. 
In fact, I think we should have abortions six months after birth. <laughs> I mean, you the haters have, are going to be the haters are going to have to reverse, right? Yeah, Kamala Harris would be like, oh, no more abortions. They've got to be illegal. They Close down to. Planned Parenthood. Yeah. They have to oppose everything he believes. M- MSNBC would be doing segments about how mm-hmm. the horrible destruction of life he was advocating I'd for. I'd almost like yeah. him to do that just to watch <laughs> just them to see bend what over backwards to oppose him. He should come out. I mean, it's, we've it's seen geez. it legitimately happen yes. yeah, with free have. trade. I mean, yeah. the Democrats opposed free trade. They wanted the union take on, on protectionism for decades you could have watched any cable mm-hmm. news network over the past 30 years and watched them say how great tariffs are. Absolutely. And how great protectionism was. And as soon as Donald Trump came out and said he wanted tariffs, they're all against it. And they're all on the free trade <laughs> side now. Yep. This is incredible. He should just come out and oppose all of these things. It'd be great. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program coming up. A good night's sleep is a must for any of us who have a crazy schedule. I toss and turn an awful lot. Um, I have the right bed, uh, but I thought I had the right pillow. Mike sent me a MyPillow, and it's an amazing thing. You gotta get the right my pillow for you. Mike is now offering his lowest price ever offered on TV or radio. You can get a two pack of my pillows premium pillows for just sixty nine ninety eight. That's only thirty four dollars ninety nine cents per pillow. And this offer is available only at mypillow.com or calling eight hundred nine six six thirty one seventeen. Use the promo code Beck. My pillow made in the USA. It comes with a sixty day money back guarantee and a ten year warranty sleep like i did 800-966-3117 and use the promo code back to get mike's offer you'll get a two-pack of premium pillows for 69.98 that's 34.99 per pillow that's mypillow.com remember promo code back Stu for Glenn, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Netflix spending a fortune on original movies now because they have to. Yeah. As soon as all of these other streaming services kick into gear, Amazon's going to lose. I don't know sixty seventy percent of their content once Disney takes everything off, Warner takes everything off uh, for their own thing. NBC Universal takes all theirs off. Apple takes. I don't know that they have anything, but. CBS All Access. CBS All Access. There's another one. More. There's, oh, there's plenty Already of other networks fr- that are trying. Friends in the Office are going, and those are their two most popular TV shows. So how long does it last, though? I mean, can, I mean, Amazon, Disney's probably the only one that can hold out, right, and survive within app fatigue world. The others, they're not going to be able to do it, right? Sooner or later, they're going to have to come back to either Amazon so. or Disney or Netflix. It seems like there eventually will be a subscription, like you're paying 40 bucks a month and you get access to all of them or something. That's what needs I'm to happen, yeah. probably. But that's just cable. But then they're working <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. just back to cable. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's true. Uh, you know, it's, it will be interesting. I think the Apple one is they're going to spend so much money. I mean, they're the biggest company in the they world. They have a lot of it Up and spend. down on that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they can spend mm-hmm. a ton. Uh, you know, Netflix is interesting. At some point, 
they're going to take away so many of these shows. Does it can it support itself? I think the answer to that probably is yes. And they've built such a big backlog of, yes. of, of original stuff. Yeah, but uh, and yeah. they have what worldwide 150 yes, million subscribers. It's a good business. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're spending 520 million right now, right now on three movies. So they're investing a lot. They've got a Dwayne Johnson action movie called Red Notice. Uh, that's also, a pretty good draw. Also stars Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. There's two other stars that are you know they're pretty good draws. Yeah. <laughs> That's, a, that's a good cast. I mean, if you're going to spend $500 million on three movies, you better have some stars in it. No doubt right? about I mean, it, yeah. They've also got a, a movie later this year that they'll release, uh, Six Underground. It's Michael Bay directed. Those are always fun. You mm-hmm. know, fun. Uh, and then they're spending $150 million on a Martin Scorsese movie called The Irishman. Wow. Yeah, bringing in but, all the old uh, the mobster guys, right, for the yeah. movie. It'll be, that'll, that'll be fun to watch. That'll be interesting. I mean, but like... The, the Disney one, for example, they are doing, which I think is a movie. I could be wrong. Could be a series. But they're doing a movie yes. about a, about like basically Boba Fett from Star Wars. Like he, a, a bounty hunter movie oh, from Star Wars. But it's Star not Wars. Boba Fett. It's not right? Boba Fett. It's another bounty hunter. But yeah. like living yeah. the life of like what a bounty hunter would right. do. Like th- that is something like, I, you know, as a Star Wars geek at some level, there's no question I'm subscribing to this service for that. Absolutely. 100%. You've got to have the Disney one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. you're going to wind up with every, uh, you're going to wind up having so many freaking subscriptions. <laughs> By the way, subscribe to the Blaze, blazetv.com. Uh, use the yeah, code Glenn20. 20. 20 dollars off, off still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good. If you want to watch the Elon Musk special, special, you should do that. And, uh, and never <laughs> unsubscribe. <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. Warning. If 